Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to mitigate crises and help teams get back on track. This podcast is about helping the C-suite leader to navigate challenges with confidence. For today's leader, I'm here to help you get back on track. Tomorrow's leader, let me partner with you to learn the secrets of the C-suite. Wherever you're at in your career, this is the podcast for you. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of the Drop-In CEO brand, and I want to thank you for joining us on another episode of the podcast where week after week, I find these amazing leaders who share their insights with you, and I also hope they do inspire you. And if you love this episode, and I know you will, I know you will love this episode, please subscribe, rate, review. We love reviews, and also the best gift you can give to others is to share this episode with somebody who can glean the insights from this conversation. And as you all know, I am here to help the C-suite leaders wherever you're at in your journey to navigate those challenges with confidence. And today it is my honor to introduce to you my guest, Corey Carlson, who has had 20 years in corporate America and gave Corey amazing opportunities as he worked his way up the executive level. But but he also saw brokenness, work without purpose, burnout, lack of focus, strained marriages, and absentee parents. Business leaders especially were often not living life to the fullest. He is a prolific content creator. He has his own podcast, his first book, Win at Home First, as well as a second book that is coming out very soon, Rise and Go. I cannot wait for his insights to be shared with all of you. Corey, welcome to the show. Deb, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show and, and let me you know talk with your audience and grateful for what you're doing and let me be a part of it. So thank you. All right. So thank you so much, Corey. And to my listeners, oh, quick shout out to Todd Wilkowski, who introduced us. We are Cincinnati folk. He said, you have to meet Corey. He's an amazing leader, amazing human. And he and I were just chatting before we were saying, oh my God, what we do for leaders, <laughs> being their guide and helping them not only navigate through their businesses, but leading more fulfilling lives is so much aligned to the drop in CEO Brown. But I am looking forward to learning from him as well as you. So Corey, I would love to give you the floor bit and share a bit about your personal story and how you have arrived at the work that you're doing now. Well, thank you, Deb, for that. You know, I mean, I think for any listener, I I may share a bunch of different kind of tips or things that I've learned. I had a mentor say wisdom is spelled W-I-S-D-U-M-B. And it's uh, wisdom is from the dumb mistakes we've made. And so I've made definitely made a few. And that's, you know, really kind of what I've learned and as you're listening to, you know, anybody is just, as I say things, just maybe just grab one, one item to, to look to implement, to look to add, to make a difference and don't be overwhelmed by just, hey, all these different examples. Because one thing that I know in my own life, as well as just working with my clients is no, no matter where you're at, you don't have to stay there. And, and with intentionality, you can move forward and have some growth. And so for me, I mean, that, I, I saw that both in my home life. I've seen that in my work life where different times I've lost in both areas. And so it really gets me to where, I, where I'm at, what I do now. And, and really, I guess a big part of my career, I mean, civil engineer by degree, started in Kansas City, got involved in sales for technical products, selling bridges, storm sewer. 
then you know, luckily and thankfully got promoted and moved to Denver, Colorado, where I managed a bunch of people in states. Then I got promoted and moved to Cincinnati. And when I got to Cincinnati, I was vice president of $120 million division. And to be honest, Deb, I was a little bit in over my head. I managed people older than me. I leapfrogged my boss. I was now managing him. And what I was finding was I was taking my identity to work. Where if I went to, if I gave a great presentation to the executive team, then I thought I was the man. But if it didn't go very well, I'd be all nervous and afraid I'd get canned. And, and so how that looked is I'd start skipping the gym. I would skip quiet time. Maybe when the kids are playing on the carpet, I had my laptop on my lap, just you know, catching up on emails and, and just kind of a little bit more work. And I was like, there's no way this is sustainable. This is not what I want. And, and like, I want to be successful at work, but I also want to be successful at home and kind of not this either or. I mean, I didn't know how to do it both ways, but I, I figured there had to be a way. So I went and talked to my boss who I loved and I said, hey, I, I, you know, I need some help, Tom. And he says, well, get an executive coach. I've always had one. And I was like, well, darn it. You should have told me that sooner. But uh, anyways, I hired an executive coach and it changed my life. I know that sounds extreme, but the truth is it did change my life. One, it's what I do for a living now. But the reason it changed my life is that I was able to zoom out and look at life just at a bigger picture than just my work, just my eight to five. And so I became a better father, a better husband, a better leader. I took one more corporate move where I was president of sales for a national contractor. And that's, I actually led this way. When I traveled to my different salespeople throughout the country, I, I was like, are you dating your spouse? Are you being intentional with your kids? Are you getting in the gym? Also, are you blocking out time on your schedule for business development, for think time? You know, what are the rocks you are going after this week? Like being intentional with both home and work. And what I found, Deb, is that they got better and our company EBITDA, our company profitability improved. And I was like, man, I want to do this for a living. If, if this helped me and then it helps them, I'm in. And so there's more to the story. But now over the last three and a half, we're approaching four years. I've just, man, it's just been a huge blessing that I've got to have been able to do this full time coaching business leaders and speaking to companies and helping them win at home and win at work. Oh, I love that. I love that. And to your point, you talk about the either or when really we can have it both. I too, this is why we get along so well as I too was on that journey. Again, starting my own business. It's hustle, hustle because we were celebrated in our corporate life to hustle more. You get rewarded. And to your point, that's how we gain our identity. And, and I found that I wasn't a very nice person. I wasn't all there and present for family and friends in my community. I said, I have to change. But one of the things I just I just want to pick up on is executive coaching. And I think it's becoming more popular. But even if you are not in, I'm talking to my listeners, I'm listening, are you guys listening? Even if it has not been recommended, even if you're not in the C-suite, you know, getting that coach, that external view, that person that can see you for who you really are, whether it's technically or, again, to have a more holistic life, please consider it. It's not that hard to get one. We're not that expensive. It's, But I think what we want to do is think about, are you worth the investment? Because if you don't invest in yourself, how are you going to be able to give and serve your family, your company, and just serve yourself? You know, <laughs> that's my feeling about it. I think everybody probably needs some coaching at some level. Well, I echo that. And, you know, not just because I'm a coach, obviously, but, you know, a couple of things I'd say. I remember seeing I saw an article a little bit ago and I'm going to I'm going to kind of butcher this over the how it went over the decades. But it's kind of talked about like in the 80s, coaches were 
no one talked about him. Even the people that had him, no one talked. It's kind of like this secret thing. And then, you know, as it transitions in the 90s, it's kind of like, oh, oh, okay. You know, some people are saying about coaches. And now fast forward and now it's like, yeah, I'll take a coach. You know, when you got guys like LeBron James who have coaches for all areas of their lives, nutrition, mindset, you know, I mean, they, they, I think LeBron James at one point had like 13 coaches that are just speaking to him in different areas in his life. And that it's it's no longer a secret. It, it is more kind of like that is what is helping people navigate through the, just the challenges of life. And so anytime I, and this probably happens with you too, Deb, anytime I'm like when a coach is, or a client's getting ready to leave and move on, and it's like, hey, you know, why did you stick around for for the 12 months or, or whatever the case may be? And they'll be like, number one, outside perspective, and number two, accountability. And it's like, really? <laughs> like, those were the reasons? Like, what about the content I brought? Or what about the insight or ideas I may have had? And they're like, oh, that, that's helpful. But it's outside perspective and accountability. I and mean, I think for those listeners, it's just leadership's lonely. It's lonely at the top because you can't talk to your employees about it because it's probably about them. You can't necessarily talk to your peers about it that are inside the company because there still is that competitive nature of what's happening. And then it's, you know, even though we should be talking work with our spouse some just so they can stay engaged with what's going on, it's just hard to confide in them. So to have that outside source that has some business acumen, they're going to challenge you when they need to. They're going to encourage you when you need it. And that's what you have. I mean, I am a coach and I have two coaches. One to really focus on mindset and the other is kind of more of a life coach and help me on the business side. So I'm a, I'm a big fan and I lead masterminds. I'm also in masterminds. I mean, to me, it is what's helped me. And to be honest, Deb, I don't know if I would have gone after some of the goals I have in the last few years without coaches. You know, whether it's publishing a couple of books, whether it's launching a podcast, whether it's uh, doing a live event or launching masterminds, because quite honestly, we get in our own head. We hear head trash. Like, hey, I, should I write this book? No, you know, I'm not going to write a book. I'm a civil engineer by degree. I'm a sales guy by career. Why would I write a book? No one's going to like it. There's too many books out there already. Oh, forget it. I'll shut it down, not do it. But if you have a coach, they can push you and, and, and encourage you in a good way. And, and I think we all need them. There's a bazillion coaches out there. They're at all various price points. So if the first coach you call, they're too expensive, find another coach. You know, but I, I'd be investing in yourselves because. Uh, anyways, enough of my soapbox. I don't even know why I'm getting all fired up about it. No, but again, (laughs) so I'll get fired up with you. So I have a coach and actually I'm very self-motivated. I know what I want to do, but actually through this conversation, because I was getting so stressed, I didn't have work-life balance. I didn't have, I wasn't whole. I wasn't completely happy. I didn't have enough joy in my life. I actually throttled back what I was planning on doing because I was imparting a lot of stress and I gained great clarity in what were the most important things that I did want to invest in that did bring me joy and I actually think will be needle movers for me building my business. So stay tuned if you haven't already caught it, me on YouTube. There's a lot of content out there in short bites, shorts, shorts, (laughs) shorts, I'm learning how to do shorts that are providing (laughs) value hopefully to those C-suite leaders that if you don't hire me direct as your coach, as your business advisor, there's all kinds of content out there. And it was because of a coach that I gained clarity on where I should focus and also peel back the things that just didn't serve me anymore. I wanted to take a moment to remind you that a recent study showed nearly 60% of leaders feel depleted at the end of the day. 
And this feeling is a key indicator of burnout and makes it difficult to lead and inspire others. If you've ever experienced that restless exhaustion, you know why CEOs are amongst the most likely candidates for experiencing job frustration. I wrote The CEO's Compass, your guide to get back on track, to confront those feelings and create a plan that is sustainable for you and your organization. I created a seven point assessment that will help you figure out your problems in days, not months. And it includes so many resources, worksheets, videos, and much, much more. If this is you, please head over to my website, dropinceo.com, and click on my products, The CEO's Compass, and order yours on Amazon or other outlets. And now, back to the conversation. But I, I would love to know how you find your clients or how do they find you? Where are they at when they show up on your doorstep? Because again, if there's anybody out there, I want them to recognize in themselves that maybe it's the time to have that awareness to seek one. Are they introduced to you? Do you find them? Where are they at when they show up? <laughs> yeah, they are. Well, I, as far as how I find them, I find them, I'd say, we'll say two ways. And then when I find them or they find me, then they're usually in kind of two conditions. So I'll hit both of those. As far as like the business development, how I find them, for sure, a lot of my business is referral related of just people I have coached. I'm, I'm blessed to have been doing this for now almost four years, coached over 165 business leaders Beautiful. through you know one-on-one or group coaching. And, and so now there's just, there's a little bit of flywheel happening, which is super cool. That's fun. But I'm also doing business development. I, I love LinkedIn. And so you know, follow me on LinkedIn for any listener that's on there putting out content daily. But I, you know, I've met friends on LinkedIn. I have met podcast guests or podcast hosts or speaking engagements, whatever it may be. But I'm also that individual that will DM on LinkedIn. So for some people, they get my DM or direct message. For those that don't know it, they get it. And they're like, oh, cool. Let's have a conversation. Others get my DM and they're like, oh, this guy's probably too salesy. (laughs) And so I may not be for everyone, but it has opened up the doors for some cool conversations. So I'll either get them through referrals or really just my outreach effort. Now, when I do get a prospect who is like, all right, I'm interested. And this is probably the same for your business too, Deb. They're in one of two places. Like not everyone is in a funk when they hire a coach. So some people hire because things are going very, very well. And they want to make sure that they steward this season and these opportunities. And they optimize the situation to the best of their ability. I remember getting hired by an individual like life. They were crushing life and they were like, we're we're opening more offices. We want to make sure we do this right. Or we're looking to do an acquisition. We want to make sure we integrate the companies well and have a you know a nice combined vision and values. And so it's good. It's like, hey, we're moving forward. We just want to make sure as we're going down this hill fast that we are steering well. <laughs> then the other example is there are some people when they, it's time for a coach, they're kind of in a funk. They're stuck. A little bit like what you and I were talking about before we hit record is how you help leaders go from kind of unstuck to kind of thriving. And so same with me. And I get a lot of individuals who have lack purpose, like they're just burned out. Like, am I really just going to manage P&L for the rest of my life? <laughs> am I really just going to be, you know, selling product XYZ for the rest of my life? 
And so they'll just be in this kind of lack of purpose, hitting burnout. Some of them are kind of like, all right, now this is affecting my home. I'm, I'm kind of blah when I get home. And so we talk to them. So basically clients come at me, I'd, I'd say either in the valley or in the peak. It, it's not a, it, it's got to be one way or the other. Well, that's beautiful. And for me, unfortunately, a lot of times they come when things are stuck. They usually don't come to me when things are good. And I often say, why did you wait so long to contact me? Because yep. sometimes they'll be watching my work and you know, they're, they're just muscling through the day just to get things done. And so they're in a lot of chaos, a lot of firefighting and unfulfilled and worn out. And so there's nothing more to give to others. And so then they wait too long. And then it's a point of crisis. And then they really, really need somebody not only to help them with their mindset, their leadership style, but also fix the business. Probably a little bit more expensive by that time. Wouldn't it have been better? I'm just saying to you leaders out there, wouldn't it have been better maybe to contact me or a person like Corey when things are just humming along and you're starting to get a little bit uncomfortable? Because again, sometimes if you call, it might be too late to fix the home or the business. Yep. So tell me a quick story. Tell me, I know you have 160 stories or so, but we know your story, but maybe share a bit of a story of a client of yours. Where were they at and where were they at when you were done working with them? Well, I just, I just mentioned burned out. So this client is top of mind since I just mentioned burnout. And basically what, what ends up happening, and this happens with a few other companies, this, this particular individual owns a construction company. And when we started working out, it was seriously a little kind of like my examples, but it's like, am I really going to run this construction company for the rest of my life? Like, is this all that it's about? And when I get individuals that are in that scenario, it's a similar situation to what I had when I would talk to my boss or not my boss, my coach, this would have been about eight years ago uh, when I was president of sales for this company. And I was seriously like, is this all I do is I travel around the country and I just try to improve profitability for the private equity group that owns us. Like, is that really why I'm on this planet? And he challenged me to put together a vision statement or a purpose statement. And I know it sounds simple, but it, it changed me. I mean, it, it like because my purpose statement and in my first book, it's called Win at Home First. And I put together these five different P's to help you put together a vision statement. It's the same process I used. And it's passions, provisions, personality, problems, and potential. Those five P's, you can learn more about it. And, and Deb, as a as a thank you to your listeners for listening, they, they can have a free book. They go to my website, it's CoreyMCarlson.com forward slash free book. They just have to pay shipping and handling. They can pick Win a Home First, the book I just mentioned, which is to help you with work-life balance. The second book is Rise and Go, which is about giving you resilience and hope. The idea of Rise and Go is all leaders get knocked down. It's just the great leaders get back up quicker. So what could it look like in your life if the next time you got knocked down, you were able to get back up quicker? So what was the inspiration for the second book? Uh, I got knocked down. <laughs> and uh, I had too many now, times. <laughs> now we got two stories going. Now I got my burnout story and I got this uh, knockdown story. Let me close out on this knockdown story, or I'm sorry, with this burnout story of my client and myself. Yeah. So I put together my vision statement and it is to connect people to greater performance and even more significant purpose. When I was president of sales and I put together that statement, it changed. Like there's a, my mindset shift. So when I traveled to Nashville to meet my sales individual, or when I traveled up to New York 
to travel with that sales rep. Instead of just thinking about the P&L and how to increase revenue, how do I increase profitability? Instead, it's like, how do I connect these people to greater performance and even more significant purpose? So greater performance for me is I want to help them win at home and work. So give them the tools to make sure they're doing it. Ask them the questions to help them think. And the greater purpose for me, I am a faith-based individual. So if I can talk about that with with my employees, then I would. And if I couldn't, because I had some that didn't have faith, just a greater purpose, like serve others. Where can you be generous? Where can you be collaborative? And so that was so cool. So coming you know full circle to this client we were talking about who ran the construction company. We put together a vision statement for him. And for his vision statement, it obviously had the construction play on in there. He, he wanted to help people build a greater life. And so when he would be with his employees, he would think, how can I help them build something greater? And it just changed how he showed up. It wasn't just about the PL morning. We he's got some cool stories that have came out of it. And so that's a that's kind of a Big thing on the to-do list in my coaching programs, I want them to come up with a vision statement of who they are because, you know, a cool big vision statement or purpose statement, whatever you call it, you know, it puts a little fire in the belly, right, to get you excited, but also puts a little fear. Like, wow, this is big. This is daunting. So that's the deal with how I, that's a story of, of, the, of the client. And then Rise and Go, that second book, and asking about that knockdown. Deb, my family and I made the big decision on March 1st, 2020, to go all in into coaching and speaking. That was our master plan. We're going to go all in. And uh, as we know, that was not a great time to launch anything. Um, so we March 1st, we went in. We said goodbye to corporate, goodbye to you know other people paying our insurance, and, and we're going all in. And so that was March 1st. March 13th, that's when the United States started to shut down mask mandates, work from home, you know, airlines canceled. On that day, I received emails canceling a few speaking engagements and workshops. And in that day, 35% of my revenue went away. And, and I know listeners, some were affected much worse than me, uh, you know, lost jobs. And I know there were, you know, deaths related to COVID. I, I know all those things we were impacted differently. But for us and our family, <laughs> We just made a big step. We went all in and um, here I am losing 35%. I've got uh, three kids at, you know, and at that time, one was a sophomore in high school. And so it was like, well, what's going to happen to college? What's going to happen? You know, what, what, what's going to happen to the other 65%? Is that going to go away? And then I won't be able to get a job. All this tailspin mentality. And what ended up happening was over the course of a few months, I was pointed to some different things that helped me get back up. One was the phrase rise and go. The phrase rise and go is in, it's found in scriptures in the books of Acts 8, 9, and 10 in the New Testament that I was reading that where three individuals were told to, to rise and go. And so I'm reading these. I'm like, I need to rise and go. Like I need to get on my pity party <laughs> out of my desk and, and rise and go. I then heard some cool inspirational stories on people's podcasts. And so I started to just kind of get back up on my feet and put together some content that was helping me. Well, then, Deb, over the course of that next year with about 60 clients, I was sharing just pieces of that content. Like someone would say, I'm struggling with this or hearing no too much. or And, and I would just give them content that was helping them and got battle tested. 
when it helped them, I was like, all right, there's a book here. So that's why I put it together in a book. And so Rise and Go is to give you the courage to get back up and the confidence to move forward. It's in 20 different chapters. And then they're just basically standalone chapters to help you on hope or to help you on gratitude or to help you on kind of future. So it's it's been fun. It's been really cool to come alongside leaders and to help them elevate mindset. As you know from coaching, mindset's the, a huge deal for for individuals. I, I know. And and again, I just spoke to somebody last night, this person, you know who you are. You are my number one download. They've been on my show, but just having a conversation with them externally, I have planted some seeds, help them to realize their purpose. Sometimes they put it away. They, they have one and they put no. it aside because of circumstances, or maybe they have a momentary lapse in confidence. It's up to you and I, people like us, to see the greatness in these people and help them live what they think they might be able to achieve, but maybe just need a little bit of a push. But you didn't finish the story. So what about you? So lost revenue, picked yourself up, got a book out, but now you're thriving. So how did you get back through? Like what happened in your journey to start getting to a place of being able to thrive again? What did that look like for you? Yeah, well, well, thanks. I mean, one, it was a journey. I mean, yeah. it wasn't easy. I don't want anyone to think, you know, if they are in a valley that, you know, it's so easy. Eh? Just get right to that next peak. You know, so for me, it was kind of like one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and just continuing to get out there, um, you know, do the LinkedIn DMs and, <laughs> and to make the phone calls and to do the talks and, and just, you know, kind of just continue to get out there. Now, fast forward to now, I mean, the business is back and have, you know, three coaches on my team, already had a fourth and doing one-on-one coaching, got a couple masterminds, one local in Cincinnati, and then I have a couple virtual ones. And so it's it's just going, you know, very, very, it's great. I, I can't believe I get to do this for a living and help business leaders win at home and win at work. I mean, it, it's fantastic. But to answer the question kind of on the how, you know, I, I think for me and I think for any leader uh, listening is I think about this from a proactive and a reactive standpoint. For me, proactively, some of the things I'm doing is like my quiet time is very important in the morning where I am. It is scripture. It is prayer. It is journaling. But that helps working out is like, if my biology gets off, I'm off. Like if I stayed up too late, I shouldn't have had that, you know, extra glass of wine. I shouldn't have had those extra cookies. The next day I'm sluggish. So I try to be intentional about my night before, right? You know, you, you, you win the day the night before. And so I try to be intentional with that. And then proactive, I, I just got really, I got much better about blocking out my calendar to, you know, time batching, time blocking, energy management, kind of paying attention when I had my calls, when I do my podcast, that's all been helpful. So that's a lot of my proactive pieces that were really cool. And then it's also just intentional with going on dates with my wife, intentional time with my kids, making sure I'm spending time with buddies. And so like that was all helpful on the proactive standpoint. On the reactive standpoint is some days just think, right? I, I, a client quits or too many, you know, a bunch of prospects feel like they all say no. And, and so I also put together some tools to help me when those days are just hard. And so at the back of the book, Rise and Go, I put together a Rise and Go Manifesto. It's got eight different parts. And there's some, I'll just go there. And there are I am statements that I'll read. 
They are some other pieces that just help me get back up after those cruddy days. And so I think for the listener is just make sure you've got some tools at your disposal to help you armor up in the morning, like where you're ready to go to battle. But then also during the day when, when you kind of get, you know, like the Mike Tyson quote, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And, uh, you know, that's so applicable. But I really love about this is, again, you show up and look successful. You have to put out a positive persona, look confident, because people want to be able to rise and go. Same thing with me, Deb Cobiello, the drop-in CEO. Yeah, I look polished. I sound polished, but oh my, <laughs> peel back the layers. You don't know what goes behind trying to find the people that we can serve. So our listeners out there, yes, in real life, it is challenging whether you are in a corporate role or in a business. You have good days and bad days, and that's okay. But as long as you have the tools like the ones Corey referred to, to be able to reflect and also keep yourself whole, invest in yourself first, because then you can (laughs) give oxygen to others, (laughs) and then you'll be able to serve and be able to move forward and, and getting very clear on what is your purpose. So many people simply don't pause and reflect. And sometimes you can do it on your own. I think I did it on my own, but then maybe you need that coach to help you to execute or manifest that or what is. It is no shame to invest in yourself if you don't invest in yourself. Who is? Maybe you're lucky you have a few people that really care, but think about investing in yourself, either Corey or Deb or even somebody else. We're just here to plant the seeds to help you be successful. Corey, I love this conversation. I am so grateful that Todd introduced us because what we do and our purposes are very, very much aligned. But I would love to give you the floor one last time if there are any last closing thoughts for our listeners. Well, thank you very much, Deb. Thank you, Todd, for the uh, the intro. And I appreciate you for sure. Last thing on the, you know, I would say on the floor, one, grab a book at, at the website, coreymcarlson.com forward slash free book. And the other is, if you felt a nudge during this podcast to do something, date your spouse, get up in the morning, go to the gym, whatever it is, go for it. To do one thing, and then if that works, add, add another. I, I know, Deb, and you can relate to this because you and I both have podcasts, and there's tons of information out there. What we lack is implementation. And so just grab one item, implement, give it a go. And if it works, great. Add another. If it doesn't work, try another thing. But man, I'm just always kind of trying to think, hey, what can I implement to help me just get better as a as a husband, as a father, as a leader? And and so hopefully that'd be some encouragement for somebody. So I am grateful, Corey, that you have dropped in on the podcast. You provided so much value. If nothing else, I'm inspired to know that there are great people like you trying to serve many, many great people out there. So to my listeners, check out Corey's work, go to his website, take advantage of the free book. And I wish all of you to return to the podcast for another great episode. But Corey, I want to wish you well and much success. And thank you for being a great guest. Thank you very much, Deb. Appreciate it greatly and what you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I hope you are inspired by our conversation and can apply what you heard to your business or career goals. If you found this valuable, please share this show with at least one friend who will find it useful and inspiring. When you share this podcast, it allows me to continue to help C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their challenges with confidence. To connect with me or learn more about the Drop-In CEO Services, 
go to my website at dropinceo.com. And until we meet, I wish you well and much success.